0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnyTime.com. Good morning, friends. This conference is a lot more important than you think. So, there's a man named Moshe, and he's a shepherd, and he's shepherding his sheep. And he encounters a bush, and the bush is burning boyer and behold And Chazal tell us this was not a physical phenomenon. This was some type of vision that Moshe Rabbeinu was experiencing. And let me tell you something: when Moshe Rabbeinu experiences nevuah, it's not your everyday nevuah. We're not talking nevuah like Avraham Avinu or Yeshaya Hanavi, who saw prophecy HaMe'ira, we're talking Aspaklaria HaMe'ira, which means that since this was the first prophecy that Moshe Rabbeinu ever experienced, this was, from the moment God created the world, the most intense, elevated, divine experience anyone ever encountered. This was greater than what Avraham saw, than what Yaakov Avinu saw. So I have one simple question. What did the man do to deserve this? What did he do? What was his And you know what? You can look in the Chumash, and the Chumash does not say anything Moshe Rabbeinu did. But let me tell you, we have one Pasuk that precedes God's communication with Moshe Rabbeinu. You know what the pasuk says? What does Rashi say? That Moshe took the sheep beyond the desert to avoid taking a buck out of someone else's pocket. That he had a zehirus, chosh choishen, mishpat, and look, look where he landed. Look where what it brought Moshe Rabbeinu. It elevated him to a pedestal above and beyond any human being in the history of the world. Va'yikra Moshe, Moshe. No one in the history. Of the entire world, ever heard Hakadosh Baruch Hu say their name twice in succession? And what did he do? He was Zahir in Chosha Mishbat. Marvra throughout the year, we look for opportunities to bring ourselves Aliyah, to bring our families Aliyah, to have a strengthening in Rukhniyas. But the thing is, very often we don't really know what's going to bring me aliyah. Masil Sisharim tells us, Chasidus ho'amiti That what it means to be a tzaddik is very far from our minds. We have conjured up in our minds all kinds of images, what a tzaddik looks like, what a righteous person looks like. And yet we learn from Yishra you know what brings Aliyah? Having an extra Chumrah, not in Pesach, and not in Minyan, not to take money from someone else's pocket. Real Aliyah comes when a person takes off time from their schedule, from their family life, from their workload, to attend the H3 Toronto Summit 2023. So we talk about Sidkos, and everyone has in their minds some kind of image, what a tzaddik looks like. What did Rabbi Yisrael Salanter do on Erev Yom Kippur? What did the man do? The great tzaddik, the God al-Hadar, how did he spend his Erev Yom Kippur? So he was once visiting his son-in-law in the city of Kranyuk, and there was a certain Zakein who wanted to observe Rabbi Yisrael. What does Rabbi Yisrael Salanter do on Erev Yom Kippur? Well, friends, after eating breakfast, he goes not to the base ha and not to the mikvah, and not to the base ha He went into the kitchen, and he went into the pantry, and he took out a hammer, and he put the hammer under, under his jacket. And he proceeded to go to the local shul. And he proceeded to bang in every loose nail in every chair so that the owner of the shul would not have on his shoulders the Avera of Hezek and Gazela on the Yom HaKadosh. And then he went upstairs to the Ezras Nashim and he banged in all the nails in the woman's section. And he spent the entire era of Yom Kippur banging in. Banging in Every loose nail in the city of Karanuk, so that Chas there was no hefseh pruta in the whole city. That was the minog kadosh of Rabbi Yisrael Salanter be'er Yom Ma'Kipurim. You want Aliyah? You want the It starts be'zehiros be'chayshen mishpat. You know Rabbi Yisrael Salanter heard about a group of so-called sadikim. Who wanted to be poirish and nyaney Oilam hazah So they went out into seclusion, and they began learning shas beiyun kaseider. Said Rabbi Straw, oh, "How beautiful it is! But shas kaseider, you're not going to learn shas kaseider. You're going to start with brachos. Brachos is derabanan, hilchos Shabbos. Ruba deruba Masachta Shabbos are dine derabanan. Mostly the Rabbanan. Says Rabbi Yisrael, you learn Shas, you start with Baba Kama, Bab Matsya, Baba Basra, Hulchas Shutfis, gezela Ghazala, Schiros, so that if you have a worker, you have to pay them on time, these are Kuloi Dairaison in hu. How careful we are of Mashuhu Khamets. I know Balabatim Khashuvim they'll say. I haven't missed a minion in ten years. Marvra boisai. That is not what brings the greatest aliyah. As important as minion is, and of course we have to be zahir in all of the above. But David Melech says, "Me Yale b'har Hashem." You want aliyah? Aliyah is found Aliyah is found in your wallet that you don't have a penny in your account that somebody else claims is his. So, Revin Sion mentioned that uh, we share a common alma mater, but I have to admit, when I was a bacher in yeshiva, I used to sneak to hear. I grew up in Flatbush on M and 31st. I used to walk to Rav Victor Miller shul, I walked to his shul for three years. It was quite a long walk. I heard from him the following question: Yaakov Avinu, he's running away from Esav. He runs from Beersheva, Harhabayas, Beisel, Choron. He gets to Choran he says, "Oivai, Efsur, Avarti, Amokoi, Shespalulu Avoisai, Vloi I blew it. I didn't Davin by the Harabayas. So he heads back. he has a dream. Vihine malachei kim, He sees angels in his dream. Let's fast forward now 20 years. He's done with Lavan, that conniving crook. You're Uncle Lavan. And now he's out of Lavan's house. And the Pesach says, Yaakov ledarkay. He sees the angels again. But this time, he's not dreaming. This time he's awake. He sees the angels. And this is a totally different madrega than seeing an angel in a dream. It's one thing, but to see an angel in, awake... What did Yaakov Avinu do in those 20 years that he steiged and he grew and he elevated himself from seeing a malach in a dream to seeing them awake? Say, so he must have learned in Kailel. Now nah, he wasn't in yeshiva at all. He wasn't in yeshiva for a minute during those 20 years. He finished learning before the first dream. What did Yaakov Avinu do during those 20 years that he had such an aliyah? I heard from Rabbi Victor Miller. You want to know what Yaakov did? You want to know why he had an aliyah? Because he went to work. That's why he had an aliyah. But when he went to work, he didn't take paper clips from the boss, and he didn't make long distance calls on the boss's bill, and he didn't call in sick when he had a runny nose or when he had his kids kindergarten play. He dealt honestly with a conniving crook. And a day's work was a day's work. That's why Yaakov Avinu had an aliyah. Because he didn't steal other people's money. He said, "Hoyisi Bayoim Acholani Choyrev V'Kerech Balayla Says Rav Miller, it wasn't his Amelos, it wasn't his Limud, it was his Avoida B'Namonos. And I have to tell you, the Zuchus of honest working is the most underrated zechus in our world. And when I say our world, I don't mean the secular world. I mean, <inaudible> If you would have a totem pole in people's mind of what are the ikarim, that would be number, last on the list. When instead it should be first on the list. You know, in the entire Yad HaChazak of the Rambam, there's only one man called a tzaddik. It's not easy to get the title tzaddik. Nowadays, if you're alive and breathing, and you have a Jewish mother, you're a tzaddik. But for the Rambam, if you want to be a tzaddik, you've got to really deserve it. There's only one individual called a tzaddik. You ready for this? says the Rambam in the last halach of Hilchoschiros. The same way the boss is obligated not to withhold wages from the worker. The worker has to make sure not to steal from the boss. There's an obligation to work for the boss. With every last ounce of energy you have. Says the Rambam, Shaharei Yaakov Hatzadik Omar You know how you become a Tzadik in the mind of the Rambam? When you work honestly. The Rambam didn't say Yaakov's a Tzadik because he learned in the Kailam. And the Rambam doesn't say Yaakov was a tzaddik because of his hasmada and he didn't sleep at night. Yaakov was a tzaddik because he didn't cut corners at his office. So I got it. You want Aliyah Baruchnius? Business integrity. Moish Rabbeinu wa to Aspaklari HaMeira Shaloi Gazal. Yaakov Venus so the malachim awake, shaloi gazal. But you know what they say. Nice guys finish last. This is good for ruchnias. This ain't good for business. So friends, the Rambam continues. You know, the Avais HaKadoshim were all very wealthy. Does anybody know who was the wealthiest of all the avos? You know Abraham Avinu it says va Abraham kaved maoid ba mikna Abraham was very wealthy Yitzhak va yigdal haish va yelech halach vegadal ad maoid Yitzhak was very wealthy But Yaakov Avinu va Yefreitz haish meoid meoid Abraham was very wealthy Yitzchak was very wealthy. Yaakov was very, very wealthy. Why was he Zoicha? Says the Rambam Yaakov had saddik Omer Bechol Koichi Avaditya Savichen Lefikoch Natal Schar Beoilam Haze, Shenemar Vayefroitz ha'ish Meoid, Meoid. Oyam Venoira. The zechus of the material wealth of Yaakov Avinu came from an honest day's work. You know, it's amazing. Rabbi Moshe has a phenomenal kasha in the Igor and Arachayim Dalet. He wants to know, let's say you have a seabor, that during Chodesh Elo they forget to blow the shoifar. Is there tashlumen on tkia shoifar in Chodesh Elo? So Moshe says there's tashlumin." Because the Ramah writes in Simitav Kof Payalef that back in the day they used to blow Shoifer and Elol, Shachris, and Mincha. So nowadays we don't blow Mincha, we only blow Shachris. But if you miss Shachris, you make it up Mincha. So Asra Moshe, you know, come to think of it. Why, bizman hazeh, do we not blow Shoifer by Mincha? We only blow Shachris. Why do we blow when Shachris is over, when davening is already over, we should blow before shachris so that we have a hesoirus for our tefila. Why blow the shoifer when davening is over? It says Rav Moshe, you think in Chodesh elo when you're doing tshuva, your focus should be on your davening? You think you're blowing the shoifer so you should learn better? We blow the shoifer when davening is over before you go to work because the tachlis of tkiah shoifer is tshuva, and tshuva is working honestly, not davening better and learning better. And that's what today is. It's a t'kiyas shoifar for the workplace. And that's what needs a t'kiyas more than any other aspect of our lives. Many years ago, I was at a bris, and the grandfather of the rach got up to speak at the bris, and I can't tell you that at every bris, when the grandfather gets up to speak, it registers, or I'm listening, or it's even on the radar. But at this bris, and I got permission to say over this story, this was a bris in Yeshiva, Chafetz Chaim, I believe it took place about 15 years ago, and the grandfather, Dr. Brigida, he got up to speak, and he was talking about his father, And he said, you know, his father confided in him that after the war he came over, I think he came to Montreal, and his father confided in him that he had many friends, and many of his friends were not that successful in Chinuch that they didn't have the nachas from the children they were hoping for. And that he, Baruch Hashem, he had nachas from all of his dairies. And this uh, Dr. Brigida then said that his father confided in him that he believes that the reason he was Zoicha to Doiroi Sisharmim Vairachim is because he worked honestly in the office. Now, that's not something you hear every day. You know, your typical brisk speech is going to be, you know, he was Koivea Itim La he never missed a minion, he was Zoher Bekalachamura. You're not going to hear that somebody who didn't take money from the boss was But I looked around, and I want to share something with you. And I'm a little bit afraid to share it. And it's a very sensitive comment. And if you didn't hear who the person who said it, they would not be able to say it. This is the comment of none other than Reb Tzvi Eli Elimelech of Dinov, the Baal Bnei Bne Yisoschar. He brings that from Reb Menachem, and, and again, I say it as sensitively as possible. We all know the greatest challenge of our generation is Chinach <inaudible> We all know there's a phenomenon on the derech, not on the derech. And who are we to say what, when, Why? But to ignore this comment and not to be familiar with it, and I say it with all due sensitivity, and we'll try to say it positively, but writes, let's Midinov in the Agra, de Pirko, you could look it up, in Ois Kufchav Vav, he brings from Ramanachemendomi Riminov that the most important ingredient in raising children is the food you feed your child. Say, oh, Baruch Hashem, because I only use bedatz. No, no, no. Says Ramanachem, I'm not talking about the hechsher, bedatz, mahajim, and a That's not the ikur. I'm talking about, says Bnei Yisoschar, the kashrus of the money that you use to feed the kid. That is what it depends on. That's how you explain the unfortunate phenomenon. Again, this is what they say, and I say it with all due sensitivity. And they brought this to Rav Aaron Cutler. And Rav Aaron said, Avada, makoi roi biyushalmi uvazayar So don't think you go to a conference and it's about my personal Hanhagah in my office, between me and my workers, between me and my boss. It's my Aliyah. It's not your Aliyah. It's your children's Aliyah. It's your grandchildren's Aliyah. The entire destiny of a person's family is dependent more on the work a person does than what takes place perhaps in the Beis HaMedresh. And there's another aspect of the workplace that time doesn't allow us to treat fully, but we'll just touch upon it. And this is also something that's a formidable challenge. And this is something that also reverberates until the end of time. You know, Sefer Beresha concludes with a comment about Yosef and his family. And it seems like Yosef was Zoicha to something in his family life that none of the other Shvatim were Zoicha. The Pesach says, Vayar Yosef le'afrayim b'nei Yosef saw great-grandchildren. Gam b'nei mochir ben menasha yuladu alberke Yosef. The sons of mochir, the son of Manasha grew up on Yosef's lap. That's how Baratheus ends. You ever notice that? You ever pay attention? Why in the world would Baratheus end that Yosef had great-grandchildren? And it hit me this year. It's posh why the Torah ends that way. Because all, we all know Yosef was faced with the greatest temptation any man could ever be faced with. He's all by himself. He's in a foreign country. He's a young, handsome man. And every day, Aisha's Poitifera, she's tempting him. She's relentless. She doesn't let up. And Chazal say, Yosef was about to break down. And ultimately, he summons up the fortitude. And the Torah says one word. Vayemo'en. And we all know the trap on the word Vayemo'en shal What does shall shal mean? A chain, a link. Literally, it means three. The Torah is telling us, don't think that when you're faced with a challenge, it's between me and God. Nobody will know. It's my decision. It's my life. And what I decide is between me and the Rebbeinah Sholeilam. No, it's not between you and the Rebbeinah Sholeilam. Every decision that you make reverberates to your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. When Yosef stood up to that challenge, you know what he was, to Shalshelas. He was, banim, Bnei Bonim, Bnei Shileshim. Says the Torah, we're not Ending beraishis until we let you know that Taka Yosef was vayar Yosef leAfrayim shall shalas bnei Now we're ready to end. Don't think you're not going to experience and enjoy Hiscabros hayetsar in this world. It will make a difference to your family. Will make a difference to your generations. There's another important element of the workplace that I'm getting the feeling that perhaps the main kavana of the organizers of today's event was really to address this aspect. Often there's an attitude, and I understand the attitude. Zman avoido uzman chesed lekhud. I have my work hours and I have my chesed hours. I have my job and I have tzedakah. And never shall the twain meet. I can't mix, I don't mix religion and state. We don't mix the two. So I just came back from speaking on a Jewish heritage tour to Morocco. We had a very nice group, we had a minion. And somebody brought along a small Sefer Torah. The Sefer Torah was like the size of a mezuzah, tiny Sefer Torah. And we all know that Parsha's Vayichi is a Parsha's Susuma, which means not only does Vayichi not start on the next line, there are not even four letters of space between the end of Vayigash and the beginning of Vayichi. So the Balkoire, he has the impossible task of distinguishing when Vayigash ends and when Vayichi begins. And Rashi, of course, asks, Lama parasha zu susuma. Why is Vayhi a parasha susuma? And Rashi says, the epic words, lefis shekivan she niftar Yaakov avinu, nistamu e'nehem ve'liban shel Yisrael machmas tzaras When Yaakov died, the shebud began... And the eyes and the hearts of the Jewish people were sealed shut. We're so used to those words of Rashi. Why don't we stop and think, what does Rashi mean? The eyes and the hearts of the Jewish people were sealed shut. Why does Rashi say that? He should just say, we were battered, we were demoralized, we were beaten. What does it mean the eyes and the hearts of the Jewish people were sealed shut? And the Revan Shem sent me a matana because the next week, Parsha Shemois it finally dawned on me. The Torah tells us about Moshe. Vayigdal Do you remember what Rashi says? Nasan, Ah, oh, now we know why you need eyes. Now we know why you need a heart. You need eyes to see the tsar of somebody else. You need a heart to empathize with someone else's plight. You see, the problem, Rabbi Sai was in Mitzrayim, we were so immersed, we were so engrossed, we were so caught up in our own pain, we couldn't notice somebody else's suffering. We didn't have the emotional wherewithal to empathize with anybody else. And Rabbi said that's a very big problem. Because if you can't see what someone else is going through and you can't feel what someone else is going through, we're never going to get out of Mitzrayim. Because Rebam is looking down from Shemaing and he's saying, Taira Yidolach, I would like to help you. But if you don't see someone else's pain, I don't see your pain, midah Keneged Mida, And if you can't feel... The suffering someone else is enduring, then I cannot feel your suffering. That's the way the world works, quid pro quo. So Ribbon Shalom is looking down from Shamayim. If you're so caught up in your own personal job that you can't look across the table, is he sufficiently comfortable? Are things going well for them? Says so the Ribbon Shalom, I can't help you. And the Ribbonshom is looking down, and he's looking for a man to break the cycle. So comes along, Moishion Shal Yisrael. Comes along, Raya Mehemna, Va Yigdao Moisha, Va Yitzay Alechav, Va Yarbisiv Rashi, Nasan Einov, Viliboy, Leois Meitzar Aleim. Says Ribbonshom, that's what I was looking for. Because now that your eye is open, and your heart is open, now I see and I feel very acutely what Kal Yisrael is going through. Ure'e look in the next psukim. Vayar Elokim es b'nei Yisrael. Vayeda says Rashi. Nosan aleihem lev, veloi helem enav. That was the big turnaround. From nistemu eneihem v'libon shal Yisrael to nasan alehem lev v'laihelem einav. So on the one hand, you have to go to work with Shmira se'naim. You have to guard the eye. And on the other hand, you have to go to work with your eyes wide open. Is my chavir making it in the workplace? He hasn't had an increase in salary in seven years. How's he supposed to marry off his kids? Maybe I could give him some extra business. Maybe I could help them find a better job. When your eyes and heart are wide open, you're not just helping that person. You're opening up the eyes and heart of Avinu Shabbat Shamayim, and you bring Yeshua to all of Kal Yisrael. And just to conclude, if you want to know what kind of windfall, what kind of jackpot is in store for those who have this midah of being noisei ba'olem chavei Listen to a balhaturim, a monumental balhaturim. It says, a balhaturim, there are only two places in the entire Tanakh that begin with the following word. u le The one pasuk... Yosef has two kids before the years of famine. Yosef had two children. The famine began. Yosef says, I can't engage with my wife now. The world is suffering. He commiserated. He empathized with the greater public. What's the other pasuk that begins with the word Uli Yosef? Rashi tells us that in the end of the Torah, the Rebbein Hashem tells Moshe, I want you to go to Yosef and tell Yosef, of all the shvatim, you hit the jackpot, you get the windfall. Zog to Rashi, Ein, b'chol Eretz Yisrael, eretz ke-Eretz, melea tov, ke eretz Yosef. You know why Yosef hit the jackpot? You know why he got the windfall? Because Uli Yosef, Yulad, Shnei vonim, Beterem, tovai Shnas harav. Because he empathized. Because he sympathized. Zokta mashkiach, Rabatis Yoh, Solomon, He should have refur sholema, Bekarev mamish. Says Rabatis Yoh, and every time I hear this vart, I quiver because the MS is so piercing. Says Rabatis Yoh, why was it that HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe, tell Yosef, the brother is coming from where? Uretzayin, shoychni sneh. Tell Yosef, the Baruch is coming from the one who dwells in the bush. You know, in Kol Torah the Riba Sham is never called the one who dwells in the bush, except for in this Pasuk. It could have said it's coming, Meritsoin Shakai, Meritsoin Tzvakois, Meritsoin Kim. Why, Meritsoin Shoichni Sneh? Says the mashgiach because Ribbon Hashem is letting Yosef know, Yosef, you know why you hit the jackpot? Because when I introduced myself to Moshe Rabbeinu from the Sneh, and Rashi says, Why did Hashem introduce himself from the Sneh? To teach Moshe that Hashem's hallmark characteristic. Is being imayanoichi betzara, Hashem is letting Yosef know of all the shvatim. You know why you're the most successful? Because you emulated my midah of imayanoichi betzara. So you get the windfall, and you hit the jackpot. And if you want to be blessed with success in your parnasa, you have to go to the workplace, belave pasuach, beinayim pasuach to see what could I do to empathize, to commiserate, to assist my brother. And then you'll be zoicha to mevoireches Hashem Artsai. Dear friends and the z'chus of us coming together this morning, to heighten our awareness of the importance of dine chosha Mishpat, to heighten our awareness of Kedusha in the workplace, to heighten our awareness of being Noise ba'olem chaveroi, May HaKadosh Baruch Hu bring us all aliyah Baruchnius? May HaKadosh Baruch Hu bless us all with bracha v'hatzlacha b'cholen yaneinu. And may we all be zoichah banim of banim oiskim atar v'amitzois. Abi el tzedek m'her v'yaminu. Amen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.